In a recent poll, you told us what businesses in St. Matthews you like the best. There are a few surprises in there. We'll go over it on the next Access Louisville podcast. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi there. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey, everybody. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question. So we had two separate stories this week about local restaurant brands that are branching out and going national. One of them was Green District, which is a salad joint. God bless them. Good luck. And uh, the other one was Biscuit Belly, which is a uh, breakfast joint. And they have lots of, uh, uh, lots of different biscuit uh, combos. And um, very opposite ends of the spectrum there because Green District's a very healthy option. Biscuit Belly, I don't want to say it's not healthy, but there's a lot of bacon going on there. So You can make a salad very unhealthy very quickly. <laughs> if you try, yes. <laughs> That's usually how I make salad. That's I, why I was like, God bless them. I don't, I don't really like salad that much, but, um, um, but I know a lot of people. Back in the people, office, so. I, was a, I was a regular at Green District. Like, I think they knew me. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and like... I like certain salads. I'm not one of those anti-salad people, but it's just not my go-to. But anyway, my question for you guys is, what is a uh, local um, uh, restaurant brand or concept that you think should go national, that you think the rest of the world would really enjoy? And I'll start us off. I really think something like Down One Bourbon Bar or some kind of bourbon bar concept would um, would go really well. I don't, maybe not specifically Down One, but that whole big selection of bourbon type thing. Uh, it, it feels like anytime I go to a bar, like uh, elsewhere outside of Louisville, they always mention that they have, they're like, we have 20 different bourbons. And I'm like, yeah, 20, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so like, I think that concept, I think people like that idea of having all these different bourbons and rare bourbons that you can't get. And I have uh, friends from outside the Louisville area that, you know, like to talk to me about, oh, I found this bourbon or that bourbon. So I think if you had that out there, maybe um, like as a chain restaurant or chain bar or something like that, uh, I think it would do really well. I think people would really embrace that. And maybe you could make it, make it less, I mean, chains kind of have a bad name, but, uh, you know, make it less like Applebee's and maybe something more like a, um, a, a chain that, it has a little bit of uniqueness everywhere it goes. I can't, I can't think of one. But Chewy's comes to mind. They say that they're all different, but I actually haven't tested that theory. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, in, any, uh, any, uh, any ideas from you guys? And I'll start with you, Brooke. So I had an idea that I thought that Feast or Royals would both work as national concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't love sharing them with the rest of the world. I think they're great for us. Yeah. Um, but I think that they would, they would do well as, as, as expanded throughout the U.S. And I'll tell you why. Because you just said that 
you know, some chains that keep their character are the ones that work. Mm-hmm. The best ones are the ones that you're in that you don't realize is a chain restaurant mm-hmm. that you think is something local. I've done that so many times when I travel. I like to, I like to eat local <laughs> and you end up at this place and you Google the website or whatever. And it's like, we have 17 locations. And I'm like, I didn't <laughs> right. like, you did a really good job of making this feel like it was um, something unique to the area. So I think that either one of those concepts could, could potentially work like that. Yeah. Uh, you're right about chains in that way. Can you think of one that, cause I'm like drawing a blank of a chain that, that you don't realize is a chain. There was a, a, a breakfast place in San Diego when I was there last fall that we were in and it was great. It was, but I had, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was, it was a chain and I had yeah. no idea. And honestly, I think chains work when they're like under 20 as opposed to like yeah. just ubiquitous or whatever. Right. Shay, any, uh, any input on this one? I think that – I actually think that the, Sal, the Green District thing has legs um, just because it, it seems to me, and like the same downtown, like I eat salad a decent amount for lunch. And there, while like most everything – most every place has a salad, like the, the picking your own – ingredients uh is why i like that and like they have their signature salads and then you could but you can customize like it's like subway uh or whatever but then also and it's also a reason why i go to cravings downtown because they have an awesome salad bar and i can put what i want on it and how much i want on it Mm -hmm. um but as far as um a local place that i would like to see you know maybe grow brooke this is one that is growing and and it's interesting i have friends that are in other cities where this chain operates and I don't know that they know that it's Louisville based until I mention as Joella's, which seems to be um, once they kind of, you know, uh, sold off when it, with intent of growing, it seems to be doing really well. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a few in Indianapolis and I've got a friend that lives up there who like loves it. Um, yeah. You know, and I've, I like it, um, but I'm, he's like hardcore. And I'm like, wow, man, I, I did. Yeah. Know I like Joella's, uh, Joella's I hadn't good. been there in a while. Yeah. But there's uh, so Haley Haley wrote a story about it a couple of weeks ago and I was doing her reporter page and I was like, uh, hello, DoorDash and had <laughs> yeah. Joella's on my porch for dinner. Is that yeah, right? Wow. I should check that out. Cause I live close enough to probably have it delivered. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, as far as a place that has one or two locations here, I think the bourbon thing is cool. I, I have been to a couple cities where, um, you know, they've re- been to a place where they've really embraced like where the bourbon bar in town. And Mm -hmm. you kind of get the feeling like there's one or two of those in like a medium sized city, whereas here they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of wonder if, if a, uh, like the, like that Justin's house suburban place, which I know is kind of retailish too, Mm -hmm. but like if that would be able to translate to major metro areas where you'd have enough people with interest Mm -hmm. in like specialty bourbons. Yeah. 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 I remember one time I was in new Orleans and, this bartender was bragging about their bourbon selection and it wasn't that great. And I was just like, yeah, okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I get super judgy when I'm, when I'm traveling. I always check the bourbon list at, at any restaurant. And I'm just like, this is not a bourbon list. Yeah. Thing. And then when you could try. When you get outside of Louisville, like people talk about scotch and you're like, scotch? What the hell? Take your scotch <laughs> elsewhere. Bourbon, uh, that, buddy. <laughs> there's a uh, hotel that my wife and I stayed in. And- Chicago, nor- just north of downtown, it's the Gold Coast neighborhood. But um, I can't remember the chain. It wasn't a Hilton, but it was a kind of more of a boutique national chain. But the, their their um, hotel bar was amazing. It was really just cool. And the bartender 
you know, was making us an old fashioned. I was like, damn, man, this is good. Like, and you know, they, of course, eventually you're like, well, we're from Louisville. And he's like, had family in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And, tra- and he was like, oh man, bourbon's it for me. I love like that. That was his, you know, that was his cocktail of choice or liquor yeah. of choice to build cocktails off of. And mm-hmm. so I think people, sometimes people are like, oh yeah, you're, you know what, <laughs> you know what's going yeah. on. You're from, yeah. Yeah. You're from yeah. Louisville, I get that so. a lot too. Um, yeah. talking to people who aren't, uh, who aren't from Louisville, but are interested in bourbon. Um, let's see, let's switch gears a little bit. So I wrote this story. I had this idea. We have like really good readership in St. Matthew. So I was like, what if we did a poll on St. Matthew's businesses and like, what are people's favorite uh, restaurants? What are people's favorite retail? How often do they go to businesses in St. Matthew's? And I thought it would be, I thought readers would be really interested in it since we, like I said, have such a good audience there. And we had a good response. I did the poll back in, um, uh, September and then I kind of gave it a few weeks for people to respond and then yesterday we published the results of the poll and um, I got two stories coming I got one more story coming up so there's there's going to be two in total uh, the results of the poll are you can find them on our website and I'll link to that in the show notes but uh, one of the things I pulled out for this story that I did uh, yesterday was favorite restaurants and favorite retail um favorite uh restaurants in St. Matthew's uh Mojito in Havana got the highest um uh vote total it had 7% of votes and uh I can I can uh, vouch for that it was one of the last places I went before the pandemic <laughs> shut us down I remember I went there after a U of L game um in February and uh so that that scored very high and I bet it does very good delivery too um Silvio's was uh Second on the list, followed by Drake's, followed by Lulu Food and Drink, which some people also call Cafe Lulu because that was its old name. Uh, those all had 5%. Uh, Taco Luchador had 5%. Simply Thai had 4%. I thought that one was a surprise. Uh, I didn't know as many people knew about Simply Thai. Oh, everybody loves Simply Thai. Yeah, Pie. but yes. uh, man, good following there. Uh, 211 Clover Lane had 3%. Mama's Mustard Pickles and Barbecue. Diorios, Equus and Jacks, and District 6, which I have not tried, all had 3%. So I won't go through the whole list, but uh, obviously some St. Matthew's favorites emerged there. Uh, when we did the poll, we didn't put a list for people to choose from. We just let people put whatever they want in there. A couple oh, okay. of smart Alex put, put White Castle in there. Um, I don't know that there is a White Castle in St. Matthew's. Maybe there yeah, is. Oh, is. There it? is. There yeah. is. Fun fact, I've never eaten White Castle before. Wow. That probably um, tracks I don't me, think though, you so. would, would like it, like, from what I know about you. I've, I've made up for you. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten lots of White Castle. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's good at midnight. I'm like, it's good at noon. <laughs> it's good cold. They're good cold the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I like I hope y'all can see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's kind of what the the neighborhood thought of businesses in St. Matthews. So, I mean, do you guys, um, well, let me tell you about the retail first. So just gave you restaurants. We also asked retail. This didn't surprise me at all. Paul's Fruit Market was got 22%. People mm-hmm. freaking love Paul's Fruit Market. Paul's is awesome. It's a great place. It is. Um, but it's like they're, uh, uh, the St. Matthews, like, point of pride i feel like that they've got this like independent fruit market uh that uh it's independent paul's is in several other neighborhoods too so um. yeah but um i think it must have started in st matthews 
Yeah, I, I'm um, not sure. Yeah, I probably shouldn't just proclaim that. It's probably, <laughs> but uh, I have a feeling it did because of how many people like it. Um, Trader Joe's was number eleven or got eleven percent. That was number two on my list. Um, obviously, chain there, but uh, people love the Trader Joe's. Uh, lots of pasta. That's a Louisville favorite. That got eleven percent. Rainbow Blossom. That's another uh, homegrown favorite. Uh, then it gets kind of uh, like Kroger and Target are on there. Um, I don't know who in the world likes Kroger, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not my favorite place in the world, but I do buy all my groceries there. So. And Target has some sort of dark magic spell over me. So. It does, yes. People <laughs> love Target. There is like a Target. It's like uh, the Taco Bell of... Uh, you go in for toothpaste show. and you leave with like $200 worth of stuff you had no idea that you also don't need, but yes. you know. Yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, no problems there. Um, uh, Flynn's Bakery made the list. Top Hat Liquors. I haven't tried gonna, Top can Hat we, Liquors. Can we back up for just a second? It's I don't want to correct you in front of everyone, but it's Plains. Plains? Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> Everyone's probably just been laughing at me for all these years because I've always said Plains. <laughs> it, it looks like that. Uh, and the only reason I know is because my mom corrected me years and years and years ago so yeah well she she probably knows um and uh let's see walmart neighborhood market also made the list which walmart neighborhood market not bad uh it's like a small version of walmart um small mart small mart god they wasted that opportunity um <laughs> Jay, do you used to work in arkansas did they ever talk about that or did you they, just come up with that off the cuff i did that came to me just now i don't <laughs> wish i had it known it when i Cut, like did cover Walmart a little bit. My, um, the, my the, cousin works for Walmart corporate. I'm just going to yeah. send her a text. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, those should sell her that idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, those things are way more uh, plentiful in the like Northwest Arkansas. The neighborhood markets are every like everywhere. Um, I was actually in Northwest Arkansas last year and they were like, you should go to a Walmart. Like it's a tourist attraction. Like you should see a Walmart here. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's true. Is it like going to Budweiser when you're in St. Louis? Like I think yeah. so. going to Walmart when you're in Arkansas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there, there, I gave you some, uh, some, uh, some restaurants and, uh, and retail there. So what businesses do you feel like you visit the most in uh, St. Matthew? Shay, I'm going to go to you because I bet you don't have a good answer on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's so weird. I've had this conversation during COVID and, um, while I go to St. Matthew's every once in a while, like I think COVID has like restricted people to their neighborhoods even more. So I live in the Highlands and like, um, since I don't go downtown for work, then I'm not eating at downtown restaurants and, um, you know, Oh, I can walk over here to the Highlands or get Postmates from anywhere. But, um, I really like, uh, lots of pasta, um, which I don't really know. Lots of pasta is like, you know, like Prince, like no one dislikes Prince's music really I know no one says anything <laughs> bad about lots of pasta but I don't go in there a lot but I do buy their stuff at various places around town mm-hmm. like value market has their you know frozen pastas and then um old town liquors like carries their pizza and pasta so and it's roughly the same price so mm-hmm. um I'm a big fan of of their stuff um and then as far as uh one tradition we have that takes me to St. Matthew's every year is um we go to and usually have some friends on Christmas Eve. We go to Saints because they're open and serving food on Christmas Eve. And um, oh, that's, cool. that's a tradition that we go hang out and have a couple of drinks and 
at Eat at Saints. So think you're going to do it this year with uh, with COVID and everything? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have yeah. to see what the <laughs> cold and flu season brings. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you can get that done. Um, well, how about you, Brooke? Any any favorites jump out at you there, and or how do you feel about the just the business mix overall? Um, I feel like there was a really good selection on that list, um, but I'm going to name two that I don't think made the list, um, which are Mexa Steak Tacos. Um, it's a tiny little Great hidden place. gym there. Um, tacos good, guac good, everything good there. Um, and then Cole's Artisan Pizza. Uh, love their pizza there. It's it's different. You know, it's kind of that thinner crust and mm-hmm. – Really like Kohl's. So Kohl's did are- make that top list. I didn't name them, but they they were on there. I thought um, I saw them on the digital story, but yeah, they, they didn't yeah. make the list here on the podcast. So. Yeah, I didn't want to go through them all. There's so many. Um, yeah, and, and actually, Mexa, um, there was a lot of places that got just a small number of votes, so I didn't put them all on, on the list, even yeah. in the digital story, like I said. Uh, some people, like, there was just, like, one person that would say one place, and I was like – okay, well, I don't want to make this list like 60 places right, long. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up... We can't, uh, it can't just be a St. Matthews business directory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I was just like, okay, I'll just kind of cut it off at anything that got more than 2% of the vote. Um, the Cheesecake Factory is on there too. <laughs> Saw that, uh, which also does DoorDash, and I've had a few times. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Just the um, cheesecake. My wife uh, orders cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory it's you can't you can't uh you can't say that's bad cheesecake so no you cannot the cheesecake <laughs> is good if you're getting um, cheesecake factory they're bring it to you in an uber xl man it's like proportions <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also like it's kind of pricey so you might as well pay for yeah it. Um, um i got a deal it was like four dollar cheesecake or something um nice. and a friend we both got some so it made made the most of our delivery charge so yeah we Speaking porch of cheesecake delivery charges i'll show you just how um how low class i am i uh i was at a coffee this morning so i was like oh man i need someone to bring me coffee so i just looked at mcdonald's uh since it was just down the road and i was like okay i'll just get some breakfast at mcdonald's and like on doordash breakfast at mcdonald's like an egg mcmuffin and a hash brown and a cup of coffee is 14 dollars. oh my gosh <laughs> and i was like nope not paying that for a McMuffin. <laughs> So I, I did the same thing. Driving to McDonald's and getting it myself. I did the same thing. Like the upcharge on that on their just items are are great. Like I don't know if it's just because you're used to. Well, egg McMuffins aren't really in the scheme of things cheap anyway. They're like four dollars a piece, but like they double. I think they like double the price. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up going up there, and I think I spent five bucks or something. <laughs> anyway, side note. Um, uh, as to the business mix in St. Matthews. Uh, you're right, Shay, that um, it seems like COVID has kind of kept people in their neighborhood more often. And I live in J-Town rather than St. Matthews, but St. Matthews is like close by. J-Town has like a pretty good business mix, but I feel like St. Matthews is a little closer to the Hollands or something as far as different places to go and bars and local shops and that sort of things. Um, than J-Town. Like, J-Town's got some great stuff. I don't want to knock it at all, but um, there's not as many, like, kind of boutique shops or um, or as many bars uh, as there are in uh, in St. Matthew. So I feel like it's a good place to go. Now, obviously, the Highlands, I think, is, like, the 
um if you're if you're looking for bars the Howland seems like the place to go but uh but i think same i think st matthews can give it a run for the money for its money you know for the most part but yeah yeah i would say so while we're on the topic though of st matthews i'm gonna say i think that they can do a little bit of work on their walkability uh it's a little bit like playing frogger when you're trying to jump around to some of those places and it gets a little dangerous um, I'm so, so glad you I, brought that up because actually I didn't put this in the story, but, um, I asked in the survey, how you get to St. Matthew's businesses. Do you drive, walk, bicycle, whatever? And like 97% said they drive. Whereas when we do this survey for the Highlands, I bet it's a lot higher saying they walk or they bicycle or mm-hmm. use public transportation as opposed to, yeah, you're right. I mean, it is like, it gets, uh, <laughs> traffic moves pretty swiftly there through Shelby Road. Well, because you have to kind of figure out a, a place to park uh, to get to one of the businesses. And then oftentimes you're going to multiple businesses while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might eat at one of the restaurants down Shelbyville Road and then might want to walk and get some dessert at Pie Kitchen. And I mean, it's treacherous trying mm-hmm. to walk to any of those places. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um yeah, and the traffic moves moves pretty quick. Um, one question that's going to be on this story that's coming out either, you know, Friday, October 16th, which is today, or, um, or Monday, um, is what do you think St. Matthew's has too much of? So I did that uh, question in my poll, and, like, the overwhelming answer was banks. Um, <laughs> There are a lot of banks in St. Matthews. Um, <laughs> there's that one area, I guess it's Shelbyville and uh, Lexington where those two come together. And uh, I mean, just banks as far as the eye can see. So a lot of people said that a lot of people said nothing. There's not too much anything. There's just a good amount of, of everything, which I could totally understand that. A lot of people said, well, the free market will determine that. And I said, well, yeah, I'm trying to help the free market out by doing a little research. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, the free market can read the the newspaper and uh, uh, and see what there's too much of. Um, and uh, another one was not necessarily bars, but they said college bars or kid bars. Uh, they want more high end. Uh, it sounds like people wanted like upscale classy bars like you would find downtown that weren't just Down like, one bourbon bar. Yeah, exactly. Baseball caps on backwards type bars that, um, <laughs> that, you know, college kids like to go to, which no, no offense to those places. Those are fun sometimes too, but uh, a lot of people wanted some upscale places. I think Jack's is pretty upscale. At least mm-hmm. it seemed that way last time I was there, but there's not a lot of places like Jack's. I think Jack's is kind of a, a standalone there. So. But you talked about the Bowman Field one? No, I'm talking about Equus and that, Jacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, never mind. I was thinking of Labor Law. I was like, what? Um, yeah, yeah. There's like, I guess Equus is a restaurant and Jacks is a lounge. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they seem pretty upscale. Um, the couple times I'd been in there. I never really went there just for the drinks. I, I went there for food. Um, and then a lot of people told us that... Uh, COVID has really affected how much they interact with businesses there. And I guess that's probably the same in your neighborhoods too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Especially if, for bars. Bars, I think, are struggling to, to find their way in this yeah. COVID time. Then again, you know, restaurants there's you like go some and brave you have your souls food. out there that, that's true. Um, <laughs> that will go to bars. So I yeah. went, what, go on, Chick. 
I just think, you know, it's the people trying to cater to get to get the last everything they can out of the outdoor seating, mm-hmm. um, which we have a cover story coming up on October 30th that will address that what what business what restaurants are going to do for the summer, especially when, you know, a lot of the revenue might be might have been coming from patio seating, which, um, you know, some places are uh, being like, you know, the Highlands like O'Shea's or Flanagan's that have massive outdoor spaces. How mm-hmm. are they going to? try to convert that into the winter well you can use those heaters for a pretty good long time and keep the keep the outdoor spaces livable if you got the um the propane heaters mm-hmm. um but you're right and that's i've been reading that the uptick in covid is related to the cooler weather and people not wanting to hang out outside the way they did in the summer they want to go in and, and be inside a bar or a restaurant yeah, I think the also the propane thing, like, you know, it's $20 a tank to refill. And if you've got 10 or 15 heaters burning through a tank a night, you're at $300. And right. I never thought about that aspect. I was well, just and like, especially give as me thin, heat, give me warmth. Yeah, <laughs> as thin as margins are now with the, the pandemic, I'm sure that's something. Uh, maybe, I don't know how those heaters work, but maybe there's something you can do by hooking in the natural gas that's already on your property, but. Yeah, and I bet that's pretty hard to do. I mean, you'd have to have lines running on through all the heaters. So, um, we, we have one. Uh, actually, one of those stand up. What looks like it has the hat on it. Thing that we got for a from party. A bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, the uh, we bought it for a party we had, and I think you know we burned through a tank in four hours or so, five hours maybe at the most. Wow. So, okay. You wow. know. Yeah, I guess those are pretty expensive. So. Um, let's see here. Looking at my questions I had for you guys. Oh, I think we touched on this a bit, but what Louisville neighborhood has the best mix of businesses? Do you think it's the Highlands or, or St. Matthews? I think it's the Highlands. I would say the Highlands. Because you can, there's bars, there's restaurants, there's shopping and boutiques of mm-hmm. all kinds, music shops. Um, I think I'm trying to like be that. subversive and give a different answer, but it's hard to find <laughs> another neighborhood that would have that level of variety i guess yeah i i mean i live here so i'm a little biased but yeah that's like one of the one of the reasons we chose to live here is <laughs> i was gonna say it's probably the reason to, we live there it's just so to not have to get in the car on a weekend and mm-hmm. go to either you know not just restaurants too but parks but yeah the variety of the variety of food or like brook said you know boutiques that you can go to or record stores or um hardware you know there's hardware stores, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's supermarket. So um, I would say um, I'll throw this out there and then we got to move on. Cause I'm going to get to the next topic. Uh, Norton commons uh, probably <laughs> has a good mix. Uh, it didn't right. happen as organically, um, but, uh, but they definitely have a good mix of, of bars, restaurants, shops, and that sort of thing. So. And Jay, I would agree. I would, I would you. definitely agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> what do you think? I would, well, Brooke has never, been to white castle i have never been to norton commons so. oh my gosh you know what we should trade i'll i'll go to white castle if you go to norton commons and we'll come back and we'll tell we'll share our experiences you're gonna get Sounds like a good. sprite at white castle and you've been like yeah i've been to white castle now no no you get you get big red if you go to white castle that's the thing you got to get the full experience uh, yeah right. you send me an order that i have to get at white castle and i'll give you three places you have to go in norton commons sounds good <laughs> It's worth checking out if you've never been to Norton Commons. It's a cool neighborhood. Um, uh, that wine bar, uh, Commonwealth <laughs> Tap, that's that's legit too. 
one time I went in there and my brakes were going bad in my car and they were making awful noises. And I'm sure someone <laughs> called the police. Because <laughs> I was just like, you know, coming in and my car was like making, it was this old Mustang too. <laughs> it was like pretty classic. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our uh, cover story this week, um, which is called S- Small Business Big Mission. It's the second time we've done a cover story of that title. So Shay, what is Small Business Big Mission? Yeah, it's so it's a national um, special report that our parent company, American City Business Journals, and all of our uh, 40 plus markets around the country have worked on. Um, this would be the second uh, one we've done special report. The first one kind of talked to, uh, we talked to seven local business owners about their, um, you know, struggles with COVID, uh, you know, how many, uh, did they get PVP money? Did they cut jobs? Mm-hmm. This one uh, is more, the second report is focused on the disparity in lending um, small business loans to um, specifically black owned businesses. Uh, the national report, uh, it was interesting. The national report basically broke down that uh, primarily white census tracts get more business loans and then also more money uh, mm-hmm. out of a per loan and per capita. Um, our numbers here locally were kind of opposite, uh, but the short way to, to explain that in looking at a map is that a couple of our prim- uh, primarily black census tracts kind of go east to west across downtown. So you'll have like the residential areas of Russell, but then the commercial areas of downtown Nulu and Butchertown. So mm-hmm. this is just my educated guess that, you know, the, the resident pool of that tract where people live the houses are concentrated in kind of the Western part of that in Russell or West downtown, but right. the business loans are largely coming from downtown or Nulu. So ours were actually kind of reverse of what the national numbers found. Um, but then we also talked to uh, three different local businesses, uh, black owned about how they finance their business, um, any struggles they've had um, to, uh, to talk about that. Um, it was care mobile, Cazito cookies, and Black Market uh, KY, which is um, a new supermarket in the West End. Um, and so they all kind of shared their stories with us and that published today. So you can find it on our website. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, uh, you know, we've been trying to cover uh, diversity uh, and uh, Black-owned businesses and that sort of thing over the last, um, well, since May, since really that became the national conversation. But we get some blowback about that occasionally, don't we? Yeah, we've gotten some emails. Um, <laughs> and, People, um, you know, generally just it's kind of the standard. Why are you spotlighting black or women owned businesses? And you should be spotlighting all businesses, which is something we do every day. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird argument in my mind, um, you know, and there's just more activity right now around that. Um, I think there are people who are more conscious of it. And then also black and white leaders are, you know, making um, inroads in supporting minority owned businesses. Yeah. So there's more, there's more news to be had it, there. You know, it's kind of a perfect storm of coverage in that we and other media outlets are focused more on it, but there's also more news to report. Yeah. Um, there seems and, to be, a, um, sorry to cut you off there. It seems to be a national conversation on uh, the importance of building wealth. Uh, Joe yeah. Biden brought it up last night in the, um, uh, the televised uh, town hall that he did, uh, you know, there seems to be importance on building wealth and, you know, 
looking at black uh, black owned businesses is, is you know obviously for an entrepreneur that's a way to build wealth. So, uh, right. so kind of kind of been the national thing uh, that we're definitely uh, definitely following. So yeah, and our, our um, go on. <laughs> all the only thing is also you know our uh, our publisher Lisa Benson wrote a column kind of explaining um, how we're covering these things. Uh, I don't know about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. So that's on our website if you want. We get a quick overview, you know, few hundred word overview of, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our thoughts on coverage of these racial injustice issues and, you know, uh, black owned businesses and the challenges they face. Yeah. And uh, you can read the individual profiles that are on our website, globalbusinessfirst.com. Um, and then uh, Brooke, I'm sure you've seen them all in the markets that you um you designed for so um, it's all over the country so and it's not unique problems to our cities you know everyone is having problems with access to capital so Mm. um, I did a chart for one of the Atlanta companies that the majority of their funding uh, for their company is credit cards Mm. wow so um, that's that's just where we are and we need need more access to capital for these businesses All right. Well, um, I think that's uh, about all we have this week. Um, Before we uh, wrap up here, we'll go around the room. You guys can share your social media handles. Uh, Brooke, where can people find you on social? So you can find me on Instagram at at btimmons26. It's my personal Instagram, but you're welcome to join me there. Uh, A couple of you all have found me there. So say hi. I'm always willing to chat. So, um, and then you can find me on Twitter at, um, at BF Lou Brooke. I don't spend a lot of time there, but you can find me there. <laughs> <laughs> and Shay, you're more of a Twitter guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just at my name, uh, S-H-E-A-V-A-N-H-O-Y on Twitter. Um, and if you're a journalist and want to put your starting salary on there, that was a popular thread. Oh, this past Shay few blew days. up on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he you did? Guys, yeah. Did you see that? No. You ask a question. What was the question that you asked? It was, it was basically came out of this, um, a couple of uh, journalists were tweeting that, you know, the problem with journalism is that the only people that can afford to be a journalist are like trust fund kids that are infiltrating like the New York Times and Washington Post uh, because, you know, their family has money so they can, they can um, stand to make a low salary, uh, which I thought kind of missed the mark of the you know, the whole middle of the country where people like you and me worked at daily newspapers or now, you know, a weekly publication that, um, you know, grew up middle class or poor. And, you know, I was like, all you have to do is look at the crappy cars that most journalists drive and (laughs) go like (laughs) right out here. So anyway, I just posted that, you know, for people to drop their starting salary. And what I kind of thought would happen was, you know, my starting salary in 98 was 24,000, which really isn't that bad because now that's like $48,000. But the problem is that journalists who are starting out like at a similar position than I did then are starting out at 25 or 26,000. So right, they're not right. making any more money than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, they made so, more money years ago. they like, the salaries are in decline. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. So uh, anyway, there's been a lot of responses to that. And you had some, some national, did you say Soledad O'Brien? 
Soledad O'Brien. Wow. Uh, There's some like national ESPN, level. Yeah, some journalists in, have, have answered this question. Some NPR she folks. went viral. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, totally it was nutty. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't notice because I'm not on Twitter that much, but then uh, Chris Larson brought it up and I was like, oh, holy shit. I'm so. You, you know probably, what? I did uh, see something about that when I was flipping through your team yeah. on Teams. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. So yeah, go go find Shay on uh, on Twitter. You gave the Twitter handle, right? I didn't cut yes, sir. Off the, okay. All right. Um, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou David. Uh, I have yet to go viral. Still waiting for my moment. Um, <laughs> hope it's a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, you can find me at BF Lou, BF Lou David on Twitter, and I'm also on Instagram at dman3001. Um, that's it. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the Access Louisville podcast on popular services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and others. Thank you very much, Shay and Brooke, and thank you guys for listening to us at home. And until next time, bye. See y'all. Bye.